nobody casuals, or we are two casual dudes that are into the beautiful sport of football quotation marks, or how some might say soccer, soccer, or football if you're in Latin American countries, or I think in Germany they say football. Whatever you prefer, whatever is your yeah. So um, we have both always been casual fans in the way of the sport. In a way, we're not super. So I'm telling you right now, off off the bat, so you guys know, we are not the super stat nerdy types of guys where we break down possessions, tackles, dribbles attempted, dribbles successful, uh, successful dribbles, uh, xg, all that jazz. To all those that do, okay, fair play to you guys. Everything that's great, but for the reason of the name that we are called casuals is because we are casual dudes that just pay attention to everything here and there. Like, we're iffy with stuff. Like, I'm not, like, when it comes to the lane, like, a pivot, like, like a double pivot, stuff like that. Like, the way everything is, like, the very technical side. The very technical side is very iffy, but we both immerse in, like, this sport pretty much our whole lives. So we get... Pretty much like the gist that the majority of fans know, and then also the small percentage that everybody else does that we don't. But yeah. Um, and I did want to add something. I yeah. did want to add something. We, as since we're casuals, I did want to make it known we do not watch every single game. So if there's something from like a league that we don't know about, and you guys wanted to let us know or something, you can just feel free to let us know because obviously we don't we don't watch every single game. We try to watch the majority of the league, major but there might be like a league that we may not talk about as much because we may we may just not watch the games and not have that that time zone for that game. So if something like that ever happens, just feel free to let us know. But we'll try to do our best to cover people, the majority of the leagues basically and try to do as much, watch as many games as possible just to have some insight about every single league. Yeah, see, I like that you mentioned that because um, let's say so-and-so, let's say... Um, uh, your favorite player from the Papua New Guinea league scored a crazy scored a crazy brace or a hat trick over the weekend. We might not have really caught that game or tuned into it, so be sure to let us know about anything like that we may have missed. We do cover. We don't just cover the top five. Obviously, there's some exciting games, some exciting teams here and there from like other leagues, like Bayern Munich, the League of Portugal, sometimes the MLS, and so and so. Get the idea, but but yeah, pretty much we're not a hundred percent to do everything around the world. But yeah, um, yeah. So I'll start off first. I'll introduce myself. So my name is Alfonso, and I am a huge Real Madrid, Real Madrid fan. Been a huge Madrid fan pretty much my entire life. Um, I'm also also like Liverpool. That's like a, a little support. There, I know some people are gonna be like, "We can only have one team," but I have a story of why um, I support Liverpool. It's a funny story, but we'll leave that for another day. But uh, Brian, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Brian, guys. I kind of just got interested in the sport of soccer because I used to play it back in the day. Uh, my favorite team is Chelsea. Obviously, I did before. I like Chelsea. I did used to like Everton just a smidge. But never really a big club. 
I did also like Barcelona just a smidge because of the Neymar Suarez messy days. I'm a more of a Messi fan than a Ronaldo fan, which can already cause some controversies. It is what it is, so that's why I used to like Barcelona a little bit. But the majority of the team has always been my major team has always been Chelsea, or basically because of players like Conte, Hazard. Those are just like players I used to like growing up that always stuck with me, and then they play for this club. So yeah, that's kind of what got me stuck on Chelsea. Yeah, so yeah, that's pretty much it for us. Um, want to like put a little stuff here and there. Well, um, well, how about I'll ask you, Brian? So, what made you become a Chelsea fan? What drew you to the blue side of London? It's funny that you said what drew me to the blue, <laughs> the the color of the Because <laughs> see, my see, growing up, I don't know. Kind of just like you kind of just know about the major teams. Like me growing up as a kid, I just knew about the Barcelona, the Real Madrid. I played soccer, mostly football, whatever you want to call it. So then it's just like kind of choosing a team is kind of it's kind of hard because you like whenever you're a kid, you don't really know about every single league. But then just like I mean, sometimes you just go on your TV and see some teams playing. Then I would always see Chelsea surprisingly because they usually play pretty early in the morning. But I would always see them, and then I would follow, like, the good players at the time when I started watching um, soccer was Conte and Hazard. Hazard particularly, I started watching, like, 2016-ish, 2015, whenever he started, like, going crazy for Chelsea, playing all insane. So then it's just like, I don't know, it's like, the team is, the team's colors are blue, the kits are nice. I like this player on this team, so it's like, you know, I'm just going to start supporting him, watch more about him learned about him, and then later on, I liked the whole team, and that's just how it went. Yeah, so, how about you? Yeah, so, um, I liked Real Madrid from the early days, from when they had the Galacticos, and they had some of the biggest players of all time, in your R9, Ronaldo, Zidane, Beckham, Roberto Carlos, he's just there for a long time, obviously, you know, you got your cult heroes, Raul, the, all those good guys back in the day. Hugo Sanchez. Hugo Sanchez. That's way before then. Hugo Sanchez, of course. It makes it a little easier to support considering that I'm Mexican. Obviously, Hugo Sanchez is the Mexican GOAT. Obviously, I'll hear no other talk of it at all other than that. But yeah, that's what made me enjoy these guys. And I remember around this time, 2002, was when the World Cup was going on. I remember I had um, I had a dad, my dad had bought me a, not a VHS, like a DVD of like R9's like best. I don't know if it was a movie or if it was a compilation, but it was just like a bunch of his goals. And it was a story about Ronaldo, and that's what made me really like Real Madrid. And that's why I've always liked R9, one of my favorite players. I'd say probably like top five favorite players, so. And to this day, I really like Madrid even more. Back then, I was super casual, obviously as a kid and a teenager. And then, obviously, around 2013, um, when they won La Decima, they finally won the coveted 10th Cup. And then from there on, they haven't stopped. They're at 14 at the moment, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's why I like Real Madrid. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Yeah, and, and along the way, 
there's kind of some teams we used to support, like I'm going to say we used to support Liverpool and stuff. Well, we're not doing as of now because they're not our major clubs, but like throughout the podcast, you'll kind of get an understanding of why you like these clubs and stuff. But I think we should just move on and start get right into it, talk about the major news that's going on at the moment. If you want, Alfonso. Yep, I got it. So for today's episode, I guess we can title it as um, Panic in Saudi Arabia. That's what Go for it. No, no, you go for it, Brian. You go for it. Alright, so I, I did plan to give your thoughts because I have some players written down and I'll name them right now. So it's Benzema, Conte, Modric, Busquets, obviously Ronaldo, Messi, Ramos, Zaha, Mores. Obviously, we know that Messi is now in the MLS, but we'll talk, to, we'll talk about that soon. Yeah. Or are going to Saudi Arabia, or are already in the team in Saudi Arabia. And to me, the first thing that kind of stuck out to me was just like our childhood players were all gone. So if you do like, it's kind of crazy. Like the Modric, the Benzema, the Busquets, these players, the Contes, these players that we like put as we're growing up. These are the people that we were usually watching, like our generation, basically. And they're all looking like it's kind of just disappearing now, and moving into this new generation because now we have like these young players like the the Mason Mounts, the the Rodriguez, the uh, the Vinny Juniors, all these people, the up and coming players. It's just like our generation is kind of over and they're kind of pushing it. But it's just kind of crazy how everything is going to Saudi Arabia. They're like literally everything. And it's just like I don't know, I think we just talked about this money to give to every single player these like billion dollar contracts. Just I wanna hear your what are your thoughts on everything going on in Saudi Arabia? Yeah, so that's the funny thing because for anybody that was um that was uh, keeping up with sport back in the day, like uh, like a good five, six, seven years ago, um, this isn't the first time that a uh, a money led, money driven league stole some players from Chelsea FC. If uh, Brian catches my gist there, um, <laughs> you know, um, you know, um. um not our Pedro, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, it wasn't Pedro. Um, I forgot his name. The Brazilian Cam that played for Chelsea. The, oh, I'm trying to blame Oscar. There. Okay, Oscar. There, there you go, Oscar. Okay. I was like, wait, what? Okay, Oscar. Oscar. So back then, we had the Chinese Super League. They were trying to bring all this attention to this league. They were scooping up players left and right. But the difference between then and now is these guys are offering way more than those guys were offering. Those guys were offering them like 300k, 450k a week. These guys are getting like 200 mil a season, like a year. Like that just tells you how insane that is. So back then they could only like lure away like not huge star players, but like somewhat common in between your typical role players so not your huge stars but like the role players in the teams you know so i remember a whole key chunk shit um carrasco at the time um said oscar so many players jumped to go to this league and here we are fast forward to now here we go again but this time it's saudi arabia 
and they're just just throwing everything at these guys like offers you could not refuse think about it any of you guys listen to this who can turn down 200 million a season contract you would have to be insane you honestly would you would have to be insane um, it's interesting. I don't think it's gonna work out the way we think it is. I think it's gonna go the same way of um, like the Chinese Super League did. Like nobody's over there now. Like I, I'll, I'll, like even Oscar, I think is gone. I think he went back to Brazil. I everything. Yeah, I think. I think everybody's gone. Hulk is gone. Said Oscar's gone. Most of the big players that went over there are gone. So yeah, I don't know. Even over there for the Chinese League because of the Saudi League that's popping up now. Exactly, yeah, the Saudi pretty much stole all their thunder and stole their idea. So, I mean, it has its moments. I mean, it's cool to see, I guess, like a league where all your crazy big players are all going there too. But it's good and bad in a way of like, if you think about it, one of the bad things about the China, not to kill my Chinese people, we're talking about the Saudi Arabia, but it kind of connects in a way that um, when they were doing that, they were kind of stunting the growth of like the Chinese league. So if you put so much emphasis on these foreign players, your league as a whole, like your players don't aren't, aren't able to like develop and produce the way you would expect because all your money and focus is on these big name players to come to your league. Yeah. But it just kind of ruins it. And now in Saudi Arabia, they had a pretty good World Cup. I mean, they were the only team to beat Argentina. They went on to win the whole thing. So that alone is an accomplishment. They did pretty good themselves. Um, but honestly, one of the big things that I'm hearing of why they're doing this is they want to have big star players to pitch, to be able to host, I believe, the 2030 World Cup. I think they want these guys as ambassadors to push for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm thinking about it. I mean, I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan. Obviously, we've seen this before and it didn't work out, but, um, I'm not sure. What do you think? Uh, so my thoughts is kind of just like I don't know. So I kind of make a thought about this. Like I don't know if this is if this is a a Ronaldo like influential move where like people are seeing him go get the money and they're like you know what like maybe I'm at that age too where I'm just like I I don't know if I'm gonna be playing at this high level anymore. Like I may as well go get a bag while I can because like like you said, two hundred million a season. Like you don't just. Re- I don't care what league I'm playing or what stage I'm at in my career. I'm just like, dude, 200 million is 200 million. Like, to a, a normal person, a normal human being, somebody who has a brain is going to take the 100 or the 200 million. Like, it's just, it, it's just so easy to take. And, but but I, what I'm thinking is, is Ronaldo being over there, like, making it okay for these players to take? Because I'm just like, if Ronaldo's not over there and say, say like a, say like a rock, Right, Ramos obviously still not like said to go to the Saudi League, but say uh, Ronaldo's not over there, is Ramos going over there, or does that change something? Like in my in my mind, I don't think it makes it for Ronaldo's not over there, but I think Ronaldo being there makes it okay for all these players to go. But it's just like you know what, well, like there's already like this big important person, so it kind of takes off some of the pressure. It kind of just like allows them like an easy road to just go get their bag, follow in their players, and a lot of these have already like played with each other a long time might have even been like teammates on other uh say like Ramos and Ronaldo have probably been teammates so it's probably just like you know what I'm already going over there I have somebody I have a friend over there so I may as well it makes it easier to go 
but I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of interesting to me too because then I think about it from a perspective where I'm just like, do the Saudi do the Saudi people think this is gonna make a casual fan watch Saudi games? Because honestly, if we're talking about me, like right now personally, just because these players are going over there, it's not gonna make me watch any of these games. Like I mean, the popularity of the teams might grow a little bit because say like you see. Hear about a crazy goal, you're gonna see it on social media, right? So like you're gonna run across it on social media, and I may like look into the team to like just see if there was like any crazy highlights. But me personally, I'm not gonna choose to watch a Saudi game. I don't care what players over there. I don't know. It just doesn't interest me. So it just like it gets me confused on like what necessarily is happening. Like I'm I'm happy for the players, but I'm just like, is this really gonna help the league grow? Because I don't think it will. I don't think I genuinely just don't people have the interest in the Saudi league that like they think they're going to get just by signing all these crazy players. I think it's just good for them to like to grow the team to grow like maybe just like the how do you say it like the the internet aspect of it, like their social medias and stuff. Because like I know whenever Ronaldo when Ronaldo went to the Saudi league there the team he plays for gained like so much like attention on social media, gained a bunch of followers, likes but I'm just like, do you hear about people watching the Saudi League now that Ronaldo's over there? I was like, you kind of just hear people saying they watch the highlights. And stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe people are going to start watching the Saudi League. I personally don't think so. I think this is just a money move for everybody who kind of thinks their career is over. Or if they just want to bag. It's like there's players out there like the Oscars of the world who have kind of just gave it all up for the bag. And that's fine. I it's fine by me. I was like, I'm human. I understand the bag and what a bag is worth. I'm just like, I don't know. In my in my head, I think this is just a money move. I don't know if the Saudi league will grow. I personally think it will grow, but we'll see. Do you think, Alfonso, do you think that the viewership will change or do you think it's going to stay exactly the same? I think it'll stay the same. I mean, I don't see anybody really tuning into these games. Like I said, I myself am a Real Madrid fan and I have Ronaldo. And Benzema playing in this league, two of my favorite players, obviously, from Real Madrid. And I can't see myself watching the game. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I hope they win something that will, like, add on to their accolades. Like, that'd be great to have an extra trophy to their name. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I can't see myself tuning into any of these games. Even the AFC Champions League, which is their version of the Champions League, I can't even see myself tuning into that. No, I just don't see it happening. Even if they would have gotten other players like Messi, I just don't have I do got a question though. So say, just picture this: picture all these players go to go to Saudi. We we know we know a lot of them are thinking of it. We know some of them are going. Like obviously the Benzema's and the Conte, and that itself is already huge. Say this leads a pathway to go to Saudi, and like we start seeing players like the younger players go over there. Do you think that? You want to watch the Saudi League, or do you think it's just like I'm just I'm always gonna be not major league, but like the leagues that are well known, like the Prem, the La Liga, the Syria. Do you think it's just always gonna be that, or do you think even if younger players start going over there, it might change to maybe we do need to keep up with the Saudi League? Because me personally, I like it's a family. If no matter how many players go there, I just don't. I just don't think I would ever see myself watching one of these games. 
Yeah, I honestly can't see anybody going over there. Like, the players that they're chasing is former huge greats. Like, they're going after all these big players that you name. I wouldn't be surprised if they probably would have probably went for Ebra. That's another big name that just recently retired. They're just going over big names that draws attention, that helps bring, like, light to their lead. I don't think it's going to do anything. My opinion, I feel like it's just gonna go the same way as the Chinese Super League, where people are gonna know about its existence and they're gonna be like, okay, cool, like we got all these big name players over here, but you're not gonna be seeing people tune into the Al Nassar versus the Al Al Fahad. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Yeah. That's the team that uh, Mexico and uh, Conte play for. I can't see like when they meet head to head. I can't even see a big draw. For you know, for those you know, for those games at all, like I just can't see it happening. And um, it just seems like a league where players with huge names that don't have anything else to play for anymore, or a player that just wants like is a chase the bag that's offered to them because they're only going after these huge profile players. You don't see any youngster being approached to them. You know, you don't see any. Younger players being lured away, you know, like um, you know, just like as an example for some young players, you don't see any, any, any um, Alejandro Carnachos, Mr. Rodrigo, Vinny, Jude, um, a lot of players like that. You don't see any of these youngsters and wonder kids being drawn over there. It's just these big, huge stars, like, like I mentioned, all those other guys. There's some other huge players like Lewandowski's. You know, your, um, like I said, yeah, the Wynowskis, your Breezkins. It's just all these players that, that they're going for is just kind of a publicity stunt in a way. I don't want to say that, but it just feels like that in a way. that That's what it is. The league is just a huge publicity stunt, and all these guys are just like an advertisement for the league for the most part. I don't know how it's going to go down, but I just can't see it lasting long. Once... It just takes a couple players, like like you said. I'm pretty sure if Ronaldo hadn't gone, nobody else would have gone. At least that type of player, like that style, like no shade thrown here. But before this, I think like the biggest player before Ronaldo joined, I think like the biggest player in that league was like Anderson Tolisso, who previous who previously played in the Chinese. So it's kind of crazy. It was just like I don't know exactly. Like I was like. About Talisco like that, like they don't, they don't really keep up with the side of the United kind of just tells you a lot about it. But what, what kind of caught me interesting? So you said it's a lot of, a lot of like the money, um, a lot of like a publicity stunt kind of versus like big name players. But if that were the case, then why are they trying to get people like a Zaha and a Mars? That's kind of what it confuses me because I'm just like these people, these people aren't like aren't bigger. They do have their name does carry weight, but it's not like a Ronaldo. So just like I don't know, I was like, is there like a are they actually trying to like build the league? Obviously, I'm, I'm one of those players. I'm going over there. I'm just like I'm, I'm getting that bag. But like obviously, I'm not a younger one. But I was just like I'm not that. I'm popular here in like Europe. But I'm just like if I can go get a bag now, like honestly, I'm taking it. But that's kind of where I'm just like I don't know. Maybe they can start going for you players i don't think younger players want to go personally because i'm just like like you said everybody that's going over there now like yes they are going to 
but they're towards the end of their career. So I doubt right future is going to want to go over there. But I'm like, you never know. Maybe they do. Maybe there is one big signing. That one signing can like take off. But I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, I guess Mars and Saha aren't on the level and tier of like all the players you mentioned. But they are kind of in the upper tier. So, like, if you have your bracket, where you have, like, your unknown players, your up-and-coming, yeah. your youngsters, your wonder kids, your rising stars, like, all that stuff, these guys are kind of in the upper tiers. I mean, like, if you give, I don't want to say a casual, because most casuals wouldn't know, like, Zaha and Mars that exist in the league. But if you could name pretty much, like, the best players from every team, I mean, City squad is pretty much a good squad, but if you go to Crystal Palace, pretty much kind of aim towards Zaha, which is kind of their best player. He is pretty much, I'd say, their best player at the moment, so they're just pretty yeah. much just grabbing from here and there, some big players with big pools, like, in a way. Um, you know, because also remember, they want to get fan bases, you know, so, like, a lot of these fans yeah. that, you know, they might draw some fans from, um, from Algeria, you know, um, Ivory Coast, like it might draw some fan bases there, like, like, like we're Mexican, and like we're Mexican and American. So whenever you see, like, hey, honestly, you could be any culture. Whenever you see a player from your cultural background gets pulled to another league, let's say, like, yeah. like let's this this no, I don't want to say five. Let's let's drop ourselves in a neutral point. We are Bolivians. We are Bolivians, and one of our gets pulled to they get pulled to like the championship we're all gonna follow yeah. that championship team let's say that they sign like let's say that um sheffield wednesday or they signed one of our yeah. upcoming prospects everybody is gonna go and follow sheffield wednesday and boom you got that effect but like you got a huge fan base of fans just flooding over and just supporting the team the player and so and so so they're also pulling these players, like you pull these guys and you've got a lot of big like countries and players that support them in a way, you know? Um I'm not yeah. sure how I'm not I'm not saying that like like Algeria or Ivory Coast are small countries, but when you compare them to like the big ones like France, Spain and all those, like you don't really I don't think that they there's so many talented players all over the world, so I think it's impossible to keep track of every talent if you're like in a big country like that. But these smaller yeah. ones they kind of do pull, so you never know. That's what I'm thinking. Now, I did want to, I did want to touch a little bit more on this. We did mention these players, but I want to go a little bit more in depth on basically Benzema and Conte because Conte, Chelsea player, Benzema, Madrid player, and we do know these two players are very influential for their team. I do want to thoughts about the first one, and then I did want to say. Speak on the Conte behalf, and then I'll let you speak on the on both if you want. But we can obviously talk about the Benzema behalf. With the Conte, it kind of shocked me just because this whole kind of summer it's been oh like the, the negotiations are going with Chelsea. Yes, they're close. Oh wait, they just got stopped. Oh, there's just like this little agreement that like there's something blocking the basically the to go to sign, but then he wants to or then now he's gonna. Talk to Saudi, and then like, oh, the deal's almost done again. Then he, all of a sudden, he's gone. I'm just like, dude, like the last thing I thought in my head was that Conte would be going to Saudi. In my head, 
For sure, he was either going to retire at Madrid or he'd go back to Leon and 
end his career there. So I was very surprised to see him go to the Saudi League, and it happened so quick too. And I thought, I mean, that is it. exactly. I thought Mo- hey, Modric's turned the offer down. Modric is staying. Oh, I know. He's staying. He turned that light down. I thought for sure for now. The next season, that offer might be kind of. That's why I was confused because I thought he was going to stay. At one point, when they said that Benzema was going to stay because that offer would be there next year, but then obviously it ended up being true, unfortunately, which I was hoping for. But, um, which has now left also Real Madrid in a huge mess, as just as Chelsea are way over. Like, what do we do now? Um, but yeah, pretty much that's that's what entails. That's what happens when uh, all this crazy stuff goes down. You know, like I feel like there's always something going down. Last year we had. Super League, and then this year we have the Saudi League, and who knows what happens next year. There's always something going on in the sport, the sporting world, in the sporting world. Yeah, see, and that's kind of you, you're saying about Madrid and like this tough spot. That's kind of what, what like left me kind of shocked because I'm like, equally as Conte, Benzema does not seem like that type of guy that's just gonna like leave you in this rough patch. He's, like club legend, obviously dealt with the dealt with the Ronaldo being in Ronaldo's shadows, stayed past that. Now he's his own person. Like obviously he was a but he wasn't as popular. Now it is prime. It's like he's so huge, and you just you just never think he's gonna leave. You think he's gonna retire with Real Madrid, but it's just like even even waiting a year. Like you, you, you well, we knew we basically know if Mbappe's linked to Madrid next or in another season. So. Like in your head, you kind of have it ingrained. Oh, uh, Benzema's gonna stay here till we get it, or till we get Mbappe. But it's just like he leaves in that way. Like you never thought that was gonna happen, but it did. And it is what it is. And like it could have been worse. It could. Modric also could have been gone, but Modric obviously stayed. And like all this just happened. But that's just. I feel like that's just this summer, man. Everything's going crazy. Just the the Saudi, the Saudi. Everything's going over there. It's just like. I feel like people are just taking the bag while they can now. While it's big, while it's everyone's talking about it, it's like an easy route to go now versus when you're going all alone. So it's just like I don't know. It kind of, kind of makes sense. But, but if you do want to talk about something, I've always talked about the man that also refused to go to Saudi, which might have been the dumbest decision in a person's life. It cost like one and a half million dollars, according to sources. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I, actually, I think considering that you gotta hear what they offered him, okay? There is no way that offer from Saudi Arabia is topping this, alright? I got it right here what he gets for signing with uh, with Inter Miami, alright? Yeah, with Inter Miami. So, with this deal with Inter Miami, he gets a percentage on subscriptions to the MLS season pass from Apple TV, paid directly by Apple. That's just one. That already sounds like a madness. Like Apple is funding this to him. They are sending him money. Next one. Percentage of Inter Miami shirt sales paid directly by Adidas. Like <laughs> like I don't know if you know this, and there's no I don't of what I know of. I don't know if there's any statistic. I'm sure there is of like top jersey sales for the year, 
but I'm pretty sure Messi every year is in the top five, top ten for sure. So the amount that this man is gonna make off these shirts is gonna be insane. He's already sponsored by Adidas. I'm sure he's on their payroll like high up there, like Ronaldo with Nike. You're like LeBron's with Nike. You're these huge stars, you know, like uh, Neymar with Nike. There's just all these huge stars that are signed to these, these um. These brands, there's no way that Inter Miami don't sell a ton of shirts. They already have so many like people selling out like tickets, like to go see them play in Miami. Yeah. You know, and that's not even. What's that? I'm not surprised. The tickets for twenty bucks, I think, or thirty bucks. Now that he signed, they're like. Well, all I gotta say is whoever. Whoever gambled on that and swooped on those tickets, you just made yourself so big money. That was a gamble. Because if you buy, I mean, 20 bucks is worth a gamble. I mean, if it doesn't work out, 20 bucks isn't much of a loss. But yeah, that's crazy. Oh, man. I don't even know. That's crazy. But yeah, but then there's still one more contingency that's missing out of all this, right? All right. Possibility of a Acquiring an MLS franchise at the end of his career. Like, that is just insane. Pretty much like, all right, Messi, you're retiring. What what state do you want to open up a team in? Like, you want like, you know what? I like I like basketball. Um and I'm kinda sad that the they got rid of the Seattle Supersonics. So let's replace the um the Seattle Sounders and bring back the Supersonics. Why not? It's like Messi for you. We can make a, uh, we can make a uh, Wichita, Barcelona, whatever you want. I don't know, whatever you want, we'll make it just for you. Like that's just crazy. And then, lastly, note that all MLS franchises contributed financially to see the Argentinian come to USA. That means the whole league pitched it for this to happen. <laughs> the, <laughs> No, there's no way. You're pretty much funding your rights to acquire a huge talent to come in <laughs> and pretty much beat you. I mean, it's not set in stone. I mean, you've seen teams. I mean, Zlatan and LA Galaxy never won anything. I'm not sure if David Beckham at Galaxy won anything. I think he did, but it's iffy because yeah. he, he was Landon Donovan. Gerard with Galaxy never won anything, I'm pretty sure. Um... You know, all these big players that come with, it just doesn't always work out. You know, like Benteke's at DC United. I don't know. I don't think they win anything. Wayne Rooney was at DC United. They didn't win anything. Yeah. So many huge players come over here, and they just, it's not that easy, you know, because at the moment, Inter Miami, you're dead bottom of their table. So their squad must not be that, must not be good at all if they're dead bottom yeah. in the Eastern Conference. So he's got his work cut out for him for sure. So even though they have him on the team, I mean, he can only do so much, you know. He can't dribble through the whole eleven. I don't think so. If he can, every week in and week out, well, then props to him, man. I mean, if he can literally do that, I mean, all you gotta do is when you play is Inter Miami is just literally just park the bus, just man mark Messi, and then leave the other guys open. That's all you gotta do. But yeah, this deal alone way more profitable in the long run. This is why he took it. If they didn't make this offer, he would have gone to Saudi Arabia 100%. Yeah. 
percent. This deal trumps yeah. it tenfold. His own team. He's getting paid by three different organizations. He's yeah. getting paid by Apple, Adidas, and the MLS. I'm like, every MLS owner is like has tons of money. They're all loaded with money. It's not like the yeah. other leagues where like the lower league minnows where they're not as profitable, they don't have as money. You know, like um your like your Lucan Town is a big example. They're, they went up to have a tiny stadium. I can't they can't afford to shill out this kind of money to have Messi come play for them. I don't think they can even afford to have him come on a one day contract. You know, they this is just crazy what they're doing. This is why he took this deal. This in the long run he just makes more money. Like, you know how many people have Apple T V? How many people will probably purchase that pass? You know, like Americans aren't too um interested in uh soccer, as you would say. But when you have a big name like Messi, you're gonna tune in. They're, these guys are going to buy this pass. They're going to tune in. Anybody and everybody that's a Barcelona fan or, or Argentina fan will buy a shirt 100%. And, um, and like, of course. And then once he has his own franchise, who doesn't want to play for Messi's franchise? Like, just like who didn't want to play for Michael Jordan's Hornets? I mean, yeah. I mean, is, is the team run by Messi? You no know? Yeah, of course. Who doesn't want to play for Messi? You know, it's just like I said, it's a no brainer. Of course, I can see happening. It's just crazy. So I've talked a bit. So thoughts, Brian? What do you What do you have to say about that? So you know, like there's a lot, but dude, to me, it's just so crazy because I was like, you. He says today in his press, it's not about the money. I'm like, dude, it's about the money. And if I'm mistaken, I'm pretty sure he's already like part owner of Inter Miami. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And that he went there because he's he's an owner already. Like, what if you're an owner? You can't even care about yourself. Like, dude, you're bringing in so much money to yourself because you're the owner. Like, you have such a big name that you bring this much attention. Why are you not gonna sign there? Like, you're literally just bringing yourself more money. But after hearing like this money, like obviously, I I hadn't heard that contract before you said it, which obviously changed my mind now because all I had heard was Saudi like. They had their one their one billion dollar offer, and then today, right before he signs with Inter Miami, he buffs it or they buffed it to like one point six billion, and he still refused. And I'm, in my head, I'm just like, dude, how how are you how are you even giving up a billion dollars when it's right there set in stone for you? Like in my head, I just couldn't process that. And that's just the casual news. You hear a billion dollars, you start freaking out. We obviously know how much money these guys get and like how much money he's gonna get. He knows how much money. Yeah. So obviously he knows that's the better deal. But then what was also in the back of my head was I have been hearing these Barca fans and I, like I said, I used to like Barca back in the day, but I'm not no Barca fan, like hardcore. But I recently He's a casual Barca fan. Yes, casual. So then I was hearing some Barca fans saying they're like, Oh, he's going into Miami because Inter Miami's gonna loan him to Barca and I I it started it sounded like it was going to happen. There was a lot of smoke, and whenever there's smoke, you know, there's fire. So then I was just like, you know what? I was like, he's going to get loaned out. But then, like, right after, he ends up coming out and saying, he's like, no, I'm not going to Barcelona. That that never went through, and that a lot of stuff was, like, missing, and that he didn't want to take money from players and all this stuff. And that the whole plan was just to go to Miami. I'm just like, dude, that's kind of crazy. Like, I, I mean, like, you're going to 
he was going, I would have said Miami. He was mean to Miami. He wasn't. He wasn't gonna go to Saudi. But I thought it was just like going to Saudi because of everybody going to Saudi, the money that's over there. But hey, man, uh, and we should keep more weird. Uh, tip my hat to you. I guess he's the bigger businessman than we thought. Uh, but it is what it is. I I find it crazy, but I'm just like, I don't know, man. I'm just like. There is so much money that was being offered to so many decisions, and I never thought it would be this MLS, but here it is, the MLS strikes again, they get their money player, and we'll see how it goes, we'll see if maybe some players that are going to go to Saudi now go to the MLS, you never know, I don't, personally don't think Messi is as influential as Ronaldo, I don't think, I think he's a big name, I don't think he's as big of a name as Ronaldo, so I don't know if many people will follow him as they're following Ronaldo, but you never know. Like, these these money, these money leagues are just like, they're just throwing money around kind of stupidly. It's kind of funny to see and watch. It's just like, who's next? Who's the next player that's going to go? That, that's funny that you said that because um, for the lols, for the longest, I've always said to everybody, he's going to enter Miami. He's going to enter Miami. But I didn't think he was what I thought was he was gonna go back to Barca. The the Real Madrid fan in me was like, shit, what are we gonna do? I'm like, he's coming yeah. back. They just won the league. They won the Spanish Super Cup and Messi's gonna come back and rejuvenate them. I was like, we're in hot water, man. We're in a tough situation. I didn't think he was into Miami. I said it for long that's what he's doing, but I didn't think he's actually gonna do it. I mean these guys say these things but they don't want actually end up doing it. This inter Miami, like Rumor Mill has been rolling forever since he was at Barca. Ages ago. Yeah. I don't think it was going to happen. Just like how Messi himself said that he wanted to go back and play for his um for his hometown team where he came up through the youth academy, uh, which new old old boys. That's what you know. That's what I had. They had said, but it's not looking like he's going to do that because he's chasing the bag right now. He's like, hey, like I got you guys a World Cup. You guys don't need me. But um, and, yeah. And then- about the two deals and like not that Saudi isn't not that Saudi isn't a place that's like um, that's like luxurious or somewhere you want to stay but if I'm getting offered a deal in Miami and I'm getting offered a deal in in Saudi I was like I'm first I'm thinking about what's best for my family because obviously as kids I don't think it's to go to school in Saudi and like have to make this big old transition when they can just like go to school here in Miami but then you think about it it's just like where, where do I want to spend the rest of my life? Miami or Saudi? It's just like, especially I'm choosing Miami. Ah, I love the beach. I'm just like, everything. And I'm just like, the beach, the, the big old mansion I'm sure he's going to build over there. Like, obviously, it's more of a public serious spot. So then, like, the more I think about it, it's kind of obvious it was always Miami. I'm sure he definitely did take a hard thought to Saudi. But I'm just like, I don't know. It's, it's Now that it's written, just like it's all kind of adding up to see like why exactly he's going here, and it's making a lot of sense. No, yeah, it definitely does. Honestly, like um, the U.S. obviously, I mean, it has its homes. I mean, in, in Saudi and like Saudi Arabia, like um, these countries, like these uh, these desert nations, kind of like like Dubai, the United Arab Emirates, and all these other countries, they have money. There's like they're very nice and luxurious, but maybe the conditions aren't as beneficial. I don't know about you, Brian, but um, 
I would much rather take whatever weather we get in the U.S. versus hot yeah. desert, hot deserts. Like, who knows how hot it gets over there? I just couldn't be able to live over there for the conditions, weather conditions alone. I mean, they're huge deserts, you know. Like, I just couldn't do it. So, I'm sure Miami, tropical beach, you know, like Miami's a huge. It's like a huge, um, like attraction, a huge turning point. Like, let's let's pan over to the NBA, right? The moment the Miami Heat are in the NBA Finals, they're a big franchise. A lot of huge icons have come through that team. It's a, it's a big state for sports. You know, like um, I know Florida also has good athletics and other in other sports. Um, mostly to do with college, college sports. So it's just a good place that draws you to it. It's just more beneficial. Him to go there, it's yeah. just one of the big countries, one of the big states in the U.S. Like California's, New York's, uh, Miami's. I mean, not Miami's, but um, you, you get the point. Florida, like you get these big ones that we're gonna be drawn to, and yeah, he's gonna be making good money in this crazy league. But Brian, I don't think people will follow through because you're missing one big point, which is one of the things that people do not like about the MLS. And that is that they follow the same system as their other sports. They have a salary cap. I don't know if you remember that or if you forgot. They have a salary cap. The reason why no true sport sporting fan outside of the U.S. will take the MLS seriously is that one, the biggest thing, one, they don't have a promotion or relegation. Two, they have a salary cap. Every team can afford whatever player. Every team has money. There's no owner that's poorer than the other. They can all afford to create a crazy super team to have in that league. But they have this but they have this salary cap in place. For that reason they will never be at the same level of other leagues. Once they get rid of some of these Americanized rules that they follow in every single sport, they're gonna be much better off, honestly. And that's why I can't see big players, other big players joining. You might get your not as big players, like I know I know Douglas Costa went to the LA Galaxy, but like I said, Benteke went to DC United. You got Giovinco, he had originally gone to Toronto. Right now we have, um, I forget his name, but um, I know he was playing at Juve. I think I forget who his name is. We have Insigne also. He's over there in Toronto. Um, at one point, Drogba. Bale just left from LAFC. You have other greats like Drogba. Went through there. Rooney. Um, Schweinsteiger played from Chicago Fire. Um, Chicharito is another big one. Carlos Vela. Like, you just get all these big players. Robbie Keane. They've all gone through there, but I don't think anybody hits the highest of highs that is Messi. So I don't see another player of his caliber being drawn over here. I feel like the MLS picked one guy and they chose their guy and they went all in on getting him to come to the league to get more exposure. Um, but here's the downfall, Brian. Once Messi retires, all that spotlight will just fade. And then it'll just be like, oh, Messi has to the MLS. How are they doing? Oh, they're doing all right or whatever. You know, like, that's what it's going to come down to. I just don't think it's going to last. Who knows how many, how long it's going to play? I have a question that I was thinking in my head. I'm just like, they're throwing 
so much money at Messi right now. They're going all in. All, all the chips are on the table with Messi right now. If this doesn't go through, what, like, how much damage is going to have to the MLS? Like, do you think this can literally drive the MLS to the ground? Because obviously it's not going to put them in better, better, or like better shape than it already is. I'm just like, it's already not that big of a league. I'm just like, yeah, it is known because it's like the US, the US league, I guess. But, like, if this doesn't go through, dude, like, the, the amount of effects it's going to have on that league and, like, bring it down even more, it's just kind of crazy. Like, I've never actually put to thought how, like, bad this can go and how quickly it can, like, fall down if it doesn't go through as planned. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're, you're not wrong about that because one of the big things that the MLS have been very firm about is that they don't like to be called a retirement league. They hate when people call them that. But that's what they are. That's what they are. And this doesn't help at all. This doesn't help at all. And if anything, like I said, at first, like these big, crazy super leagues, all it does is it stunts the growth of their youngsters like it did in China, Saudi Arabia, like that upcoming youngsters. It might stunt their growth as well. Unless they put in these like um, these limits where they can only have a certain amount of players, it's gonna do more harm than good. You're gonna have a team filled with like non-American players in here. You know, like you're gonna be, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna be tuning into um, the like the Charlotte. I think they're FC Charlotte FC, Charlotte United. They're the newly formed squad. They're gonna tune into their team and like they're gonna have two Americans in their starting squad. And the rest will be all, like, international players. It just doesn't look good in the sense of the MLS is supposed to be used to build their youngsters to kind of prepare them to be the highest of highs for the U.S. men's national team. But it's just kind of bringing them down. It's just looking more like, um, like, how to put, like, they're just, like, a spectacle. Like, they're just putting, like, attention on them. They're just bringing all this attention to them and that's it's like if it's a tv show yeah. or some type of thing like that it just seems like it's for entertainment like if they're doing an entertainment league you know like like the wwe is all entertainment right well now we got the mls like what's gonna happen next week when messi faces off against the new york red bulls you know like i don't know it's just it's you know it's it's sounding scripted and entertainment wise it doesn't even seem like about the sport anymore at that point it just seems like we got the greatest name all time, the greatest player of all time. We have him here playing in our league. Come watch our league. Come check it out. Yeah, no, everybody's going to watch the Inter-Miami games and nothing else. That's yeah. it. Do you think that avoids players actually wanting to, like, young and up-and-coming players, like, say, that they're American, wanting to even go to the MLS? Because now, from now on, like, as long as I'm there, you're just going to be the, the messy. Like, I'm not, if I'm the team, best believe I'm not too cute to watch no other like freaking no freaking LA Galaxy games. I'm not gonna watch it now. I'm not gonna watch MLS because I'm watching Inter Miami because of Messi. And it's just like if, if if I'm a player, am I gonna choose to try to get big here? Because I'm just like I'm always gonna be in somebody's shadow, and it's true. You're always gonna be in Messi's shadow because that's gonna be the Messi league now. It's just they they went all in, and that's just how that's just how it's gonna be, and that's how it is. Until he basically retires, even after he retires, who knows? It might just go be all about him, like because they're just throwing so much money. I'm just like, dude, they're, they're. I think they're just trying to build a league 
like quickly, but they're doing it in such a wrong way that it's just gonna put them back like even more years than than they probably than they probably what's it called would have taken if they would have tried to build it differently. But I don't know. I'm just the more I think about, it, I'm just like these these players, man. They're just I find it hard to believe that they might even want to come. Like obviously, if you're if you're a kid and you get an opportunity to play with Messi, I'm sure you're not gonna decline that. But I'm like, if you're gonna go play at one of these other MLS teams, I don't know if you even want to do it anymore. But who knows? Yeah, it just it's not looking like the more attractive league nowadays. Like at one point, it seemed like um, the MLS was a league of like second opportunities. Like okay, so it didn't work out for me in this league, or it didn't work out for me over here. So let me go back over. Let me go to this league. Try my luck and see what happens. Maybe I can bounce back or make a resurgence and go from here to there. You know, like you see that a lot, where some players will go to the MLS and they'll go back to that. You know, like um, you hear that every now and then. Like I remember when Giovinco went to Toronto FC, like he was doing good, and I remember he had gotten some follows from Italy, I believe, and he was even making some traction to even go back. You know, yeah. um, so the league was good at one point in the sense of like. Gave players a second opportunity to like make a comeback in their careers to revive their careers, and they you've you've seen some big players make jumps. Like we have one of the bigger ones. Like you look at Miguel Almiron. He went from he went from Atlanta United to Newcastle. He's playing in the Champions League next year. He was grown in the MLS, and you may not see players like that anymore. And if so, you're gonna not be paying attention. We're gonna be overshadowed by all the. All the commotion, all the buzz that's going around the league about like what's going on and this and that and the messy league. This, so I just can't see it being too attractive for the younger players anymore, where they might have to go elsewhere to maybe make a name for themselves and put their foot out there and develop properly. As opposed, because honestly, I just can't see if they keep going down this route. Like they already was bad enough with a lot of these teams to just go and pursue older. Like former great players to bring attention and bring more fans to their teams and bring more, you know, like more eyes to the league. But now it's just getting worse. And if more and more players keep coming over here or in a similar way, like the Saudi League was or the uh, Chinese Super League was, like I know they have a salary cap, but I mean, LA Galaxy and um, and LAFC has a bunch of crazy players, you know, and they have a salary cap. Yeah. I mean, they have Bale, Chiellini. You know, Bella, I'm like, those three guys are not going to come cheap, you know? So, surely, they're working their way somehow. They're working their magic somehow. But it just doesn't happen a lot. I, mean, I just yeah. don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to go down, you know? Like, um, and I'm not saying that, that Saudi Arabia gets past because they're doing it the wrong way also. All these big leagues that keep trying to grow this way, they're just damaging their own leagues in the long run, and they're just doing it the wrong way. Right. We started off with the Chinese Super League, now we have the, the Saudi Pro League, and now we've got the MLS over here now. So I don't know how it's going to go. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but everything's interesting. You know, like we are seeing the end of all our legends and icons. It's the last couple of years before they're gone, and this is the whole generation, like you said earlier, Brian. So it's going to be interesting, honestly. I don't know what's going to happen, what's going to pan out. But we'll see what happens, I suppose. Yeah, that's that's football at the moment, and it's just it's sad to see all these legends and icons go. But I'm just like, you know what? That's just how it goes. They come and they go. We're getting all these new up and coming 
players excited to look forward to them. It's just it's sad because those are the players that we kind of grew up with, so it hits a little different. But it is what it is. They're getting a bag versus the Capitals. They're definitely making big moves. But if there's nothing else you wanted to add, so is there anything else you wanted to add? Yeah, one last thing I'll mention. Like I said, I hope that these grades end off the way Eber did. He went to the MLS and that Galaxy for a bit, and then he returned to Milan where he was there for a couple of seasons, and he finally called it quits recently. And I just felt like that was just the perfect way to end it off. You know, like I was happy for that. You know, like I'm very critical of Eber at times. Like he frustrates me at times with his um his antics and all that. But that that's what makes Eber Eber. His crazy antics is what makes him him. But um. I like the way he ended up on top. You know, it was a great way to go. So I just hope these guys end off in a good way. I don't want to see the Contes, Benzema's, uh, Modric's, Messi's of the world retire at these clubs. I want to see them end up on a high, in a better place, in a better way. Because you don't, you don't want to say like, oh yeah, these guys were on top of their game until the end. They, they went, they got their money, and they retired. Where they retired, uh, I don't know, playing for uh, Al. Like every time you look at players and roots, you always see the last couple teams. You're just like they went to who? They went to what? And it's funny because it's been going on forever. Like, um, like the older players did too. Like, like let's go back to one last thing. So Raul, like that played for for Real Madrid. He ended at I think uh, I think a team called Al Sad, which I think is in the. Which I think is also, I'm not sure if they're in this league or if they've been relegated or they're in a different league, but I remember he had gone there. So for the last, who knows how long, these players always seem to end up in these types of teams, these types of leagues yeah. at the end of their career. And it's not a coincidence if you think about it. You know? It's just sad yeah. to see them go off like that. You want to see them end off on a high, a good way to go out. You want to see them retire with their club, you know? So it's just nice yeah. to see. With that, whenever they go to these clubs and they don't end off somewhere high, it's just like every time they're viewed, it kind of ruins. It kind of ruins how they're viewed because to some legacy. People, then that's they, yeah, that's when they start calling them. They're like, oh, but he was in the Saudi league, so like he wasn't that good, or he was a bum because he had a Buenos Aires league. Why did he need to go to the Saudi league if he was so good? It just ruins like the integrity of their legacy, and that's that's kind of a sad uh, to see for me because like even. Me being obviously a Messi fan over Ronaldo, it's kind of sad seeing how like everybody or all these Messi fans started just like talking about Ronaldo just because he went to the Saudi League, and like obviously it's not the sexiest destination to go to. It's just like it's the Saudi League if you go for the money. But I'm just like just because he went to the Saudi League, I know we he didn't. He's probably not gonna end up on a high. Maybe he'll come back to Real Madrid. I doubt it. But I'm just like I don't know. I don't know how a lot of people do. A lot of people just ruins the legacy of. Of like what they've created and they just get viewed for like the last club that they played for versus like in the Saudi League and I don't know it's kind of just a sad thing for me to see because it's just like I wish they could all just end up on a high like you said but that's just not how it goes sometimes exactly like I said so exactly how you literally said it like you hit it right on the nail like instead of ending it on a high like that they go down this route like you don't hear there's some icons that ended it in a different way. Like, what happened to the days where, like, okay, you're not as good. Let's say you used to play, let's say you played for, for uh, let's say you played for Tottenham, let's say, right? 
you're no longer able to play for Tottenham anymore. You gotta move away. You can't play there anymore. Where else can I go? Like you know, you started going down the table. Like let's, let's a perfect example. James Milner. All right, he's played for some of the biggest clubs. He was at City. He was at Liverpool. He's going to Brighton next year, and if he doesn't retire there at Brighton, he's probably gonna go down a little bit the table. Down the what happened to just easing your way down the table or down the leagues? Like what's there's no embarrassment. That, in my opinion, yeah. like you see a player like Seth Fabregas who was playing in Serie B, you see yeah. Gianluigi Buffon playing for Serie B, trying to get Parma, his boyhood club, back to the Serie A. These guys are out here playing in these leagues with no shame at all. You see, but yeah. Lucas Podolski, he's playing in the Polish league. The last time I saw. He went, he's Polish, you know, he went to go play uh, in the Polish league. I'm pretty sure Podolski's Polish, right? He's not He's not German, is he? Yeah. He's, either, he's either Polish or German. I'm sure one of the two. But either way, um, like you see these guys go to these leagues. Robin, he went back to Groningen, right? That's what, like, I think he was his boyhood club. Boyhood club, I'm not wrong. He went to Groningen, and that was one of his teams. You know, we see Ribery, he was playing for Salernitana in the Serie A. They, which almost got relegated. I mean, they're just they're just out there, you know. Like he's retired now, but you know he's made his rounds. He just stayed. He just kept staying competitive. He just kept playing, you know, and he just kept going. Um, and that's what you want to see your players end off on like that, you know. Um, that's exactly how you want to see it, and that's how you would hope things all go out. But it doesn't always work out that way. So like you said about that Messi thing, like I'm, like I said, I, I I'm a huge Ronaldo fan, but I try to show my bias in a good way when it comes to the Real Madrid Barcelona uh, rivalry. But I was sad to see Ronaldo go to Saudi when he went, cause yeah. I just wish, cause who doesn't want to sign Ronaldo? Like you hear all this stuff, yeah. but I guarantee you, there's at least a mid-table club from every league that's gonna offer you a contract. You're telling me that you're um like um. Like let's say you're, well, I'm not sure. I heard that supposedly that the manager didn't want him. I guess because of the publicity that he didn't want to make himself quit. We don't know yeah. if that's true or not. But he could have gone to one. He could have gone to a Braga, a you know like a, like a Newcastle, like those types of clubs, or a you know like a Real Betis or a uh a re, a. Uh, RB Leipzig, like one of these top tier, middle tier clubs, any of these clubs would for sure sign him. Who wouldn't want to sign him? Especially for free. There's no way there was no offers on the table. I guess the only offer was Saudi Arabia. So I was very sad to see him take that route. And I wish he would have took the higher route in a sense like the other icons did. And they said, well, I'm not as good as I was before. I can't play for this club that I used to play, but I still want to play and I still want to make my way, you know, like, you know, I, down the table, which is what they did. Yeah, you know. But yeah, it's just how it is. Sadly, let's just hope that we see a change in the future, and let's just hope no more players jump to the Saudi league or even go the MLS route. You know, and start going and chasing the money. Because even though yeah. they're not getting that messy money, they're still making good money. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can go back to how that'd be great. But before we end it off. I didn't want us to go on too long, too long. So I did want to end off with something, though, and that's with a little champ thing for the 
huge. And I know we're not going to obviously get the chance to talk about it that much, but in case we didn't get the podcast in before the Champions League, I thought it would be good to at least know who we thought would win. So that way, after we talk about it, we can already have like our prediction that we had. So I'll let you go first. You can give a little, a quick one to stress to why you think uh, Okay. I know it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll say. Honorary, I'll say who I want. Who I think is going to win. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I really want Inter to win solely because I do not want to see Man City winning. Not only will they win the treble, but I want to keep these um, money. Not money hungry, but money led oil clubs out of the Champions League. So far, PSG have avoided it. Um, City every every time they come so close. The last time they almost got it, Chelsea stopped them in the final. Yeah. Um, but they should have been that that final. That was a fun game. Yeah, but they they, they it was horrible. It, it was it was probably like the worst performance. It was not long for them, but um, yeah. But I just can't see. Inter beating City, honestly, City's just been too good lately in, in all competitions. Like, they just don't slow down. Yeah. They're doing really good at the moment. Like, everything's, like, going well for them. They're not slowing down. Holland is a monster, a different kind of beast. So, I think City will win the treble, and they will lift the Champions League finally. But my heart and the Yaya Torre curse tells me <laughs> that Inter will win Let's just try oh. to get a score prediction. Uh, okay. I'm going to go here. Since I'm looking to be unbiased here. I'll tell you what my heart says, but my unbiased honest answer. My unbiased answer tells me that City's going to win 2-0. That's my unbiased answer. My biased mm-hmm. answer is that Inter will win the league. That's my biased mm-hmm. answer. That's very interesting. <laughs> It's a tough, it's a tough game. Regardless, both teams have solid defensive lines and good goalies. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be, it's literally gonna be one like outfield battle because both defenses are insanely stacked. Yeah. Well, just how you said it's gonna be one of the outfield battle. I don't think there's any any better team than a Pep team to win in the outfield battle because that that's just where he. That's just where he wins everything. That's just where they always hold possession. They just control the game. There's no better team to do that than the city with that. Well, me personally, I also want to enter the win. I don't think it's gonna happen. I my my heart my heart is like struggling to say that Man City's gonna win, but it it just it is what it is. I just think that Man City's on a whole new level this year. They're just They've been destroying everybody. It doesn't matter what team it is, and they they're they're just gonna get it done. They there's a different perspective to it this year. Where like I know a lot of people are saying that there's like a lot of they're gonna have a lot of nerves and they're gonna get flashbacks to when they lost to Chelsea and this and that. But I'm just like, dude, like if one goal goes in, it's over. It, they're just gonna score two. They're gonna they're gonna score three. They, and it's just gonna keep going on because Inter is not that team. Attacking you the whole game, and they can just control the game and like dominate you like that. They're just not that team, unfortunately and sadly, that they're not that team. But Man City is once one goes in, two goes in, three goes in, four goes in, and that's just how it's going to go. So I personally think 
Man City will go three. I think they'll be able to three one Man City. I think they're gonna get too early on, then probably they'll probably end up three three nil like before the game ends, and then Inter will probably get one back late in the end of the game. But I think it's gonna be one of those games which is like high scoring and City just dominates the game and like Inter luckily gets a goal. I that's just how I think. If I was on the walk out, my heart wishes to go it's freaking Inter one zero, but we know it's not. We know that's not how it's gonna be. And if it is, if it is, then maybe Valentinians will never win the trebles and just keep bottling it. But we'll see how it goes. We just gotta hope for the Yaya Tori curse. We gotta hope it keeps going. <laughs> Holland wants to touch the trophy before they get onto the pitch. Legend I oh my god, I'm gonna watch this and I swear if one city player touches that, I'm gonna die of laughter. <laughs> You're never supposed to touch the cup before the game. You never do. It does not matter. It does not matter. Exactly. I cannot do that. Yeah, you just jinx yourself then and there. I don't think any team has ever won don't do it. Don't do it. I know it's tempting to touch it, but don't do it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we can always bring it up after the final if we don't get to talk about it one more time before, but I just want your explicit reaction, so I'll let you just talk to any final thoughts or you can send it off. Yeah, um, yeah, um, we'll just say, like, I know you said about considering this wrong, but hey, don't underestimate. One thing I've learned from a good friend of mine that loves himself some couching football. Never count out these Italian Serie A clubs in these competitions. These guys will nick a goal and they will sit back for their lives. They will park that bus. Yeah, Mourinho was made to be in Italy. They will literally park that bus and not let you score. I've learned that many times myself. Like in the past years, I remember when Real Madrid got knocked out by Juventus, they scored and they parked that bus, and there was no getting through. So if Inter are able to nick something through, then they will. They might just pull it off. We'll see what happens. All I know is that every English, well, every Premier League fan that is not Man City fan is rooting for Inter. So the only Fans rooting for City are obviously City, AC Milan, and Barcelona. <laughs> That's it. That's that uh, like the first goal that goes in might be able to dictate the whole game. Like, dude, yeah. if, if Inter gets that first goal, it might literally just be wrapped. Like, and how fast? goal goes in, but whoever it goes in, it might literally just end there because that first goal always strikes so much fear into these teams. And like I said, if Man City gets that first goal, you know they're just gonna keep attacking and it's never just chill back. It's always attack, attack, attack. So it might ramp up very quickly, but if Inter gets that first goal, you best you best hope they can break that ten back there. Like <laughs> you best hope they don't just park themselves the whole game. But that's how it's gonna go. Yeah, but yeah, so um, thank you guys for tuning in. Really appreciate it. This is our pilot episode slash first episode of our podcast, which we are the 40 Casuals. Um, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, if you enjoyed, be sure to um, follow us on whatever we're on, 
we're going to be on every single streaming site um, that you can think of wherever you get your podcasts. If there's a rating, you give us five stars if you enjoyed. There's a comment section. You let us know your thoughts, anything you have to chime in, how we did, if we can improve anything, any segments you might like to see implemented. Give us your thoughts on why you became a football fan and what Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why if you enjoyed the episode, be sure to give us a rating of five stars. And tune in every week for a new episode. Available wherever you get your podcast.